You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, I'm happy to not be feeling as bad anymore. And uh, we've got a bunch to talk about this episode, so let's get started. This building with Joe. And for this week's list, I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of go back to something that was um, good in the past, but uh, I don't know if it's still good? Question mark. So the idea is uh, you're running three silencers and a tie FO. Now this list has done uh, well in a couple of tournaments in the past, so it may be something worth looking at. Um, but without further ado, here's what you've got. You've got Kylo Ren with extreme maneuvers, sensor scramblers, and advanced proton torpedoes. Recoil with Predator and sensor scramblers. Rush with fanatical, proud tradition sensor scramblers. And Commander Malaris with fanatical and cluster missiles. And the idea behind <coughs> how <coughs> excuse me, how I would fly this particular list is um, I would probably set... Commander Mallers up towards the middle because she's going to be the least maneuverable of all of these ships. And then the other three silencers can kind of set up however you want. And uh, each one kind of does their own thing. And if you can uh, pincer and get a couple of them into a single target and then um, in and out, the the idea is um, the movement's going to be crazy. Um, you're doing a lot of hit-and-run tactics and you're trying to follow up your hit-and-run tactics with another hit-and-run um, from one of the silencers. And then Malaris is <coughs> just there to um, be annoying. And each of them can handle objectives on their own. Um, and again, you're, you're doing that, that hit-and-run um, with each different silencer as you go around. So anyway, that's the list. Let me know what you think on the Discord. Let's move on to the next segment. AMG Rules Forum. Starting off this week, we've got Commandant Goron Ability Clarification. OP. Commandant Goron's ability reads, <coughs> At the start of the engagement phase, choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with a lower initiative than yours. The chosen ship gains one evade token and removes one non-stress red token. Can Gorn give an evade to a ship that doesn't have a non-stress red token to remove? <coughs> Answer, correct. The chosen ship does not need to have a non-stress red token to be able to gain the evade. Ionizing actions and scenarios. OP, can an ionized ship take a scenario action? Answer, no. During the perform action step, an ionized ship can only perform the focus action. Effect, effective range 1, but also range 2 bullseye. OP. I have, <coughs> I'm going to apologize for coughing in your guys' ear. I'm still kind of getting over being sick. <coughs> so uh, I will try to keep it down to a minimum. 
All right, OP. I have heavy laser cannons equipped. Closest point to an enemy ship is range one, but this point is not in my bullseye. The angle of the enemy ship does not have its base extended. Does have its base extended into my bullseye at range two. Is HOC allowed to be used in this situation? Answer. While measuring an attack range for an attack, the attack measures from their attack arc to the closest point of the target ship that is in the attacker's arc. As the heavy laser cannon's arc restriction is the bullseye arc, you would measure to the closest point in the bullseye arc. <coughs> Ablative plating versus counternets. OP. Would ablative plating protect against the ionizing effect of my own counternet? Answer. No. Ablative plating reads before you would suffer damage from an obstacle or from a friendly bomb detonating, you may spend one charge if you do prevent one damage. Counternets are a device and a mine, not a bomb, and don't meet that requirement. Hondo coordination of enemy ships. Hello. It is the talk of the chat forums that if my ship coordinates an enemy ship then jams another, that I can choose to coordinate a stress ship so they do not get an action at all, then jam another ship. Is that legal? Answer. Yes. The child and other force users. OP. Does the child crew remove the recruiting force symbol for the pilot or other crews on the same ship? Answer. Yes. Once the child crew is equipped to a ship the your and you now refer to that ship that is equipped to next question ffg promo dice op are ffg era promo dice still legal to use during x-wing 2.5 tournaments i was talk i am talking about world's regional dice as well as world's dice that can be found in the outer rim board game. Thanks. Answer. Yes. <coughs> Players must use official Star Wars X-Wing dice. This includes the dice found in the core box, dice expansions, and or promotional material distributed by Atomic Mass Games or Asmodee. TISF, Hotshot Gunner, and Missiles. OP. So the TISF platform heavy weapons turret says you must treat the front arc of the missile attack as the turret arc. Hotshot Gunner says that after you perform a turret attack, uh, can a TISF fire a missile using its turret front or back and also trigger Hotshot Gunner in the attack? Answer, yes. Wolf and Seventh Fleet Gunner. Since Wolf and Seventh Fleet Gunner use the same wording, can I add... The wolf die after the 7th fleet added one already, assuming a range 1 attack. Basically, is the 7th fleet gunner limitation a hard cap to the dice rolled with it? Answer. Step 2A, the attack, rolled attack dice covers this. The attacking player determines the number of attack dice to roll. Starting with the attack value, modifiers that increase or decrease the number of attack dice, such as range bonus and other effects, are applied. Next, if any maximum or minimum dice has been set, <coughs> that limit is applied. There is always a minimum of zero and a maximum of six. Then they roll that many dice. Red Slam with Red Movement. OP. Quick question about Overdrive Poe. Poe makes a forge straight, then boosts his action, 
After that, he uses his ability to make a slam action, treating it as red. Can he make a 5k movement? If he can, I assume he gains 2 stress and a disarm or ion. Thanks. Answer. Correct. The stress from the red action isn't gained until after it performs the red action. R1J5 and Thane and Zyrtec. OP. How does R1J5's ability interact with Thane Kyrell and Zyrtec Strom? Specifically, Thane and Zyrtec say you may spend X to look at and expose a damage card. R1J5 says that when you would expose, you may look and choose another card instead. Can R1J5 choose a different card than the one Thane picks? Can R1J5 choose a different card off of a Zyrtec trigger? <coughs> Answer. Yes, with Thane Kyrell, the Thane Kyrell player gets to look at the opponent's damage cards and choose one. Then before it is exposed, the R1J5 player can look at their face-down damage cards and choose which card to expose. With Zyrtec Strom, the Zyrtec Strong player spins their lock for the effect to cause the ship to expose a card. Before the card is exposed, the Fireball player can look at their face-down damage cards and choose which card to expose. Coordinate Rules OP I am new to planning on new to planning on using the coordinate action and just wanted to, ver to clarify a couple of points. When you coordinate another ship after measuring range, can you pick a friendly ship that bumped an enemy ship, or can you pick a ship that landed on an obstacle to perform that action? Thank you. Answer. Yes. While overlapping an obstacle or a ship causes you to skip your perform action step, that ship is still a valid target for a coordinate action. Arvel boosting into a friendly ship. OP. <coughs> <coughs> when Arvel's ability is used to resolve a failed bump as though the ship were partially executing a maneuver instead, would he need to roll for damage if he is boosting into a friendly or allied ship? Answer. No, a boost is a move and not a maneuver. The resolve it as though partially executing a maneuver part of Arvel's <coughs> pilot ability refers to using the template in order to determine <coughs> his final position. Arvel's ability doesn't actually turn a boost into a maneuver and it doesn't trigger any abilities that happen after a ship executes a maneuver. And the last one that we'll read for today, coordinated scenario actions. OP, can a ship being coordinated perform a scenario action? Answer, no. Scenario actions are white actions that are available to every ship in the play area during scenario play. A ship can perform a scenario action only during its perform action step. Therefore, a ship cannot perform a scenario action if it is granted an action at any other time. All right, now we're going to get into the heart of the episode. And um, I actually had a listener reach out to me and uh, ask me to go a little bit more in-depth as I'm reading out these different lists and how I might fly them uh, and things like that. And I just want to give a couple of qualifiers before I do that. Um, the first is, is you all have to remember that I am a mid-tier pilot. Um, as, as much as I try as of late, I can't seem to break into any cuts. Um, 
which is a little frustrating on on uh, personally. But um, so with that being said, take what I say with a grain of salt. Um, there are other players out there um, that are far better than me that <clears throat> if you get a chance to listen to their advice, I highly recommend you take. Now, with that said, um, it's always good to hear how people would fly different types of lists. So, (coughs) (coughs) excuse me. So, take that for what you will. Now, we're going to read about Korriban, or not read, I'm going to go over the mid-tier lists and Korriban, and keep in mind that I actually played in Korriban, um... I brought uh, Crispy's list, <coughs> hoping to crack into the cut, and I lost my first two games. Um, they were both really, really close. I scored more than 20 points uh, in each game, uh, but ultimately just made some decisions that uh, cost me both games. And so that's that. Um, all right. Let's go into reading our lists. All right, here we go. We'll start with Arnie uh, Ken Kennedy flying Django Fett with Notorious, Count Dooku, Procon, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, Delayed Fuses, Slave One, Veteran Tail Gunner, General Grievous with Outmaneuver and Pervian Plating and Solus One, Cad Bane with Treacherous, Ion Cannon, <coughs> Heavy Laser Cannon, Xanadu Blood, Proximity Mines, and DFS-081 with Energy Cell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. So if I was setting up this list um, on the board, I would put Django in uh, one one side of the board, and I would actually um, <coughs> set up the other three ships close to each other but far enough apart um, that uh, they have room to maneuver as needed um, I might also the other way that I might set it up is I might set up Django in one corner Grievous in the other corner and then Cad Bane and DFS um, towards the middle and that way you kind of have to pick who who you want to go after and um uh, CAD and DFS can um, <coughs> be part of that that flanking, which whichever side you choose, um, as in there's no right decisions. Uh, so anyway, that's how I'd fly that list. All right, next we've got Oliver Pocknell flying Poe Dameron with Heroic, R4 Astromech, Ferrisphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, Overdrive Thrusters, Munitions Failsafe, Integrated S-Foils, Black One, and Jamming Beam. Ray <coughs> with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Rose Tico, Finn, Ray's Millennium Falcon. Wilsa Teslo with Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Bombs, Targeting Computer Engine Upgrade. And BB-8 with Ferrisphere Paint and Targeting Computer. So... Again, this one, I'd probably set up something similar, and it probably speaks more to how I play the game. Um, I would put 
Poe in a corner, I'd put Ray in another corner, and I'd put Wilsha in, in BB-8, um, kind of towards the middle. Um, I, I like that because it gives you, um, that particular type of setup gives you uh, good board coverage for objectives, <coughs> and it also makes your opponent choose uh, who they want to go after, and then you can kind of maneuver your the rest of your ships um, to punish whichever side he just your they decide to go after. All right, then we've got um, Blaze Mishtau flying Rear Admiral Chernu with Darth Vader, Minister Tua, Novice Technician, Agile Gunner, Dauntless, Seismic Charges, Countdown with Targeting Computer, Ruthless, and Proximity Mines, Captain Farapaw <coughs> with Seventh Sister, Wampa with Elusive, and Valen Rudor with Ruthless. So what I'd probably do here um, is Rack is... Rack, Wampa, and Valen Rudor are going to be in the center. Captain Farapaw is going to be on one side, and Countdown is going to be on the other. And the reason that I'm that I would set up like this is it gives Rack the most ability to go to either side because Farapaw and Countdown by themselves are going to be able to <coughs> to handle a joust. Um, and you want Rack to be able to kind of go whichever side um, he particularly wants um, to most punish. And um, Farapaw, if um, it's a joust that he doesn't like, is going to kind of zoom past everything. And same with Countdown. <coughs> They're just going to get out of dodge. All right. Next we've got Stephen McKenna. Flying Harris and Dula with Elusive, Predator, Fire Control System, Proton Rockets. Ahsoka Tano with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Concussion Missiles. Benthix Two Tubes with Jen Erso, Perceptive Copilot, Contraband Cybernetics, Pivot Wing. And Bodica Venge with Crack Shot and Predator. Now, I actually really find this list interesting. So you've got two A-Wings. Uh, a U-Wing and a Fang Fighter. <coughs> so, um, interestingly enough, if I was flying this list, um, I would probably, um, I'd probably keep everyone fairly close together. Um, just because that's going to allow Ahsoka to hand off her extra actions. It's going to allow two tubes to uh, throw that focus token out to whoever needs it, and um, Hera to use her ability. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly everyone kind of close together and um, pick a side of the board to do that. And then after the initial joust happens, everyone can split up and kind of go do their own thing um, with the speed that they have. All right, next we've got J.J. Geroin flying Boba Fett with Fearless, Electro Chaff Missiles, False Transponder Codes, Marauder, Ahsoka Tano, and Vetra Tail Gunner, Iman Azamine with Notorious, Kiara, Seismic Charges, Proximity Mines, Rig Cargo Chute, and Draste, and Cannon Jarrus with Maul. 
So um, this one, we're going to put Boba and Iman kind of on opposite sides of the board. And um, Kanan is going to go probably with Iman. And um, we're going to um, put them far enough apart that the opponent has to choose, but close enough together that they can pincer um, when needed and and kind of squeeze your opponent's lists. All right, next we've got Young's Win. Flying Poe Dameron with heroic Ferrosphere paint, R4 Astromech, integrated S-foils, proton torpedoes, 9-num with marksmanship, pattern analyzer, S-foils, heavy laser cannon, Wilsha Tesla with Ferrosphere paint, dorsal turret, L4ER5, bomblet generator, engine upgrade, targeting computer, Kaither Nolly with Terraflon belly rum, dorsal turret, M9G8, proton bombs, Targeting computer, engine upgrade, and Finn with heroic, predator, and perceptive co-pilot. Now this one's a little bit different. So you've got uh, 2X, 2Y, and a pod. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep my Y-wings close together, and I'm probably going to keep Finn close to them. And then Poe and uh, Nine Numb are... I'm either going to put them as a pair in one corner and they're going to uh, do that or I'm going to split them up and run that um, sides and middle block formation. <coughs> All right, next we've got Kevin LeFranc flying Morna Key with Ruthless, Emperor Palpatine, Proximity Mines, Delayed Fuses, Electronic Baffle, Dauntless, Countdown with Predator, Ruthless, Proton Bombs, and Delayed Fuses. Two ISB Jinguist with Deadman Switch. And Merrick Steel with Marksmanship, Ruthless, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. So, again with this list. Now, Merrick really likes to be coordinated. Um, so, I'm, I'm not sure I personally would put a list like this together. I mean, I, I got to give props to, to Kevin because he did better with it than I did with a, uh, a menace of a list. So, um, you know, take what I'm, again, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But uh, how I see this being flown is um, Morna hanging back a little bit, um, Countdown and the ISB Jingoists um, rushing out, and then Merrick um, coming in to clean up everything. You you definitely want to get Merrick into the end game, so he wants to come into the fight last. And that's how I see uh, that one, that particular list being flown. Next, we've got Charlie Sherman flying Guy Thernali with Tierfon Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, Proximity Mines, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade. Sasha Zaro with the Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret. Proton Bombs, Targeting Computer, Engine Upgrade. Wilsa Teslo with Ion Cannon Turret, Cluster Mines, Targeting Computer, Engine Upgrade. Nine Numb with Daredevil, R6-D8, Integrated S-Foils, Heavy Laser Cannon. And Poe Dameron with Elusive, Ferrosphere Paint, Pattern Analyzer, 
R4, Astromech, Integrated S-Foils, and Plasma Torpedoes. Now, this seems like Commander Poe and not Flyboy Poe. But again, you've got 3Y, 2X, and it it looks to me that I would I would fly this in a very similar manner from the other list that I was talking about, where you put the Ys in a uh, pseudo-block, so enough room for them to maneuver, but close enough that they can all support each other, and then um, either Poe and Nine numb together or on opposite ends of the, uh, the corner. With this list, I'd probably fly them together, um, because nine num might want to be able to take care of, take that extra action uh, from Poe on occasion. All right, next we've got Matthew Wilson flying quick draw with proud tradition, fanatical, pattern analyzer, special forces gunner, fire control system, and afterburners, hollow with proud tradition, pattern analyzer, mag pulse warheads, munitions failsafe. Commander Malaris with marksmanship and cluster missiles. Scorch with Predator Fanatical Advanced Optics. And Static with Predator Fanatical and Advanced Optics. Uh, I I love all of the ships in this list. Um, yeah. Um, Quick Draw can punch very hard. Hollow um, is basically like a super defender in there as long as you can keep him alive. Um, and then the three ties um, would um, kind of fly in a pseudo block uh, altogether. And yeah, that's how I do that. I'd probably put hollow and quick draw um, close together instead of splitting them off just because neither one of them um, together can really handle the joust on their own um, without really regretting it um so yeah i'd fly those two together and then i'd fly the ties in a block all right next we've got ronaldo daguman flying obi-wan kenobi with elusive calibrated laser targeting and shield upgrade mace windu with heightened perception r4 p17 calibrated laser targeting click with dedicated r3 astromech the Besh title, Proton Bombs, and Shield Upgrade. No, no, sorry. And Proton Bombs. Stub with Shield Upgrade. And Hound with Barrage Rockets, Night Owl Commanders, and 7th Fleet Gunner. And I find that an interesting combination, running Barrage Rockets and 7th Fleet Gunner. Because um, normally with 7th Fleet Gunner, you're trying to pump up um, the attacks from your other four ships. Um, so you're not necessarily going to be able to get the Barrage Rockets off. Um... But uh, I would probably fly this pretty pretty similarly. Um, I do uh, <coughs> an Aether Sprite, um, probably Obi-Wan and Click close together, then Mace and Stub close together, and Hound um, kind of far enough away that he can still support. Um, but um, close enough to uh, get those barrage rockets off when he can. All right, next we've got Malcolm Pache flying Anakin Skywalker with Patience, Daredevil, R2-D2, Spare Parts, Canister, Obi-Wan Kenobi with Heightened Perception, Juke, and Ion Cannon, 
Contrail with elusive R4P Astromech, delayed fuses, Alpha 3B Besh, and proximity mines, and Hound with Yoda, Agile Gunner, and Seventh Fleet Gunner. Um, this is a, a variation on Duncan Howard's list, and it's it's a nasty list. Um, if you want to know how to fly this list, look up the videos of Duncan flying it. Now, he was flying a slightly different version, um, but yeah, definitely something to consider. <coughs> All right, next one we've got Bryce Calistani. Flying Teltravera with Cutthroat, Proton Cannons, Ion Torpedoes, IG-11, Greedo, Deadman Switch, Munitions Failsafe, Ahav with Cutthroat, Overtuned Modulators, Deadman Switch, and Targeting Computer, Autopilot Drone, Bosk with Marshmanship, Crackshot, and Burnout Thrusters, I'm guessing that's Z-95 Bosk, and Q-90 with the Mandalorian, the Child, BT-1, Babu Frick, and Razor Crest. So with this one, um, the autopilot drone I'm going to use to corral. Um, Q9 is going to be by himself because he can kind of tank a lot of shots. And then Tell, Ahav, and Bosk are... Um, <coughs> going to be the other block of that that I'm going to try to use the autopilot drone to get my ships into uh, into facing that block. Alright, and the last one that we're going to read is Andre Paris flying Django Fett with Notorious, Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Codes, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner, two Bombardment Drones with Proximity Mines, Delayed Fuses, and Landing Struts, DFS-081 with Discord missiles and grappling struts and two Separatist drones with Discord missiles and grappling struts. So what you've got here is you've got kind of a, a Django mini swarm. So I'm going to put Django in one corner. I am going to put the uh, vultures in another corner and I'm going to put the bombardment drones um, in... Uh, kind of split up in the middle. So I'm going to divide up my section of the board into four sections, and I'm probably going to do Django, Bombardment, Bombardment, and Vultures. And um, again, trying to make my opponent pick which ones he wants to go after, and then flanking with the other ones and really punishing him uh, for for that mistake. Now... I mentioned that I did pretty horribly in this list. And just to give you an idea. Um, so there were 64 <laughs> players. And I came in 56th um, overall with a... Um, oh, this was, this, was, this was bad. So an MOV of negative 3... And a strength of schedule of 1.4. So just, just, it, it was, it was bad, y'all. It was, it was really bad. Um, all right. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening to this entire episode. Um, consider reaching out or leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. 
Uh, we have a Discord, so please join it, and you can chat with me directly. Um, I always love hearing from you guys. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. As you know, I like to end every episode with a question. And this week's question is, what tier player do you consider yourself? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. Just kidding, real quick note that I'm going to throw on at the end of this episode. Maybe you'll hear it if you stick around for the bumper music. Um, But uh, I have to take my computer apart. Um, I will have another computer that I can use, but um, I have to RMA apart. So I don't know how long I'll be down. It could affect my uh, production schedule in the uh, coming weeks. Um, in addition to that, I've got quite a bit going on with work, so uh, I will post in the Discord if I think I can get to an episode, um, but it could be a couple of weeks before you hear from me again. So with that said, thank you all very much. Have a wonderful <coughs> day, evening, morning, hour, whatever time of day you're listening to this, and thank you so much.